Blog Talk Radio. Bridgewater is going to be hanging on for his uh, career life here 
and I think Josh Allen's going to start. Just um, from what everything I've been reading here recently, it, that's what it looks like. Um, and then, what, they got a USC quarterback uh, out of their draft? Yeah, so um, over there on the Jets, because uh, I mixed them up, but on the Jets you have Sam Darnold, who, is a, who came out as a sophomore, and he looks like he's buried behind A.J. McCarron, who I believe had it. Auburn or Alabama, one of those two. And Nate Peterman, who was a rookie last year and had one start and totally flamed out. So um, I I don't don't see any problem with Darnold beating out Peterman, but A.J. McCarron might be a different story. What what do you think? Um, Yeah. You have to pretty much be like – Cleveland or some some team just like that's completely without a quarterback to start a, a um, start a quarterback out of the draft. Normally, a quarterback out of the draft comes in week four if they're real, if they're really really desperate, or week uh, uh, six to eight if um, that's the, if they pick them out of the first round and that's where they're going with. So now you you see Josh Allen starting right away. And Sam Darnold coming in later is that what you're is that what you're saying? Yeah, as far as Josh Allen, yeah, um, I expect that. Um, wow, Josh so, got a little bit of experience. No, um, you see him beating out uh, McCown and Bridgewater. You see him beating out both McCown and Bridgewater. Yeah, I do. What is it so, that you like about? Him? Eventually, eventually, that's what's going to happen. I mean. He's gonna he's that's he's gonna be the starting quarterback uh, by the end of the year's time. So that's that's how we're gonna look see. That's what I mean to say. What, that, what, that's your quarterback. If you're expecting your quarterback, who your quarterback's gonna be um, by week six, you're 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 looking at Josh Allen. Okay, so you're you're not saying he's gonna start week one. You're saying he'll. He'll probably end up starting sometime during the season, more towards the middle of the season than right away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then, and that uh, goes for so both like, Sam Darnold. And, no. Yeah, but, I don't see. Um, that's what I mean to say is like, you're any quarterback that's coming out of the um, the draft, like Josh Allen is. You're um, you're expecting them to be week uh, week six, week eight to eight. As the starting quarterback, it's usually a, a guarantee. Because the draft, depending uh, on when you're, when you're picking um, the Buffalo Bills pick um, Josh Allen as uh, pick seven of round one, there that's any first round pick for a quarterback, or especially within the top ten, you're saying this is my quarterback next year. You're you're spending a lot of money and a lot of you're spending a lot of pressure on. Um, the head coach, not to start on this. That's what's going on. So now, what happens if, if Buffalo say is say say it's week seven and Buffalo's five and two, do you, or even four and three? Do you do you see them starting uh, Allen, or are they going to still buy some more time for that? Uh, I would uh, like I said anywhere from week six to eight. So if it's even if they're up by one game over 500, 
it doesn't matter. You're still going to start just uh, your guy you picked on first uh, first round, seventh pick. So. No, so you're you're not you're not saying you're not saying that if the Bills are seven and one, they're going to start Josh Allen. Yeah, but what's the likelihood of that? I mean, very, that, very that, few. That, I mean, yeah, you're right. If the Bills are seven to one, or you know, then it's you're gonna have to you're gonna want to keep winning and keep with the, whatever you, the chemistry you have on the field, the team that you have on the field seems to be working. So you don't don't want to mess with that chemistry by bringing someone as significant um, as Josh Allen is. But so yeah, let's, let's make it even harder. I just, I hear you I hear you saying okay four three and worse they're definitely pulling uh, whoever's the starting quarterback AJ McCarron or Nate Peterman but if what happens if they're uh, five and two if they're five and two are you going to pull them at that time or does does that have to be four and three and less yeah you're gonna you brought them in for a reason. Even if they're, I think even if they're five or two, um, you still want to bring, you want to put in Josh. Um, Josh, so Eric AJ McCarron is going to have to take a back seat. AJ okay. McCarron already knows too. I mean, any anybody, um, every is this is this standard football? I mean, after watching football for as long as I have, I'm not. I'm not an expert analysis, but to be honest, but I I do have a lot of um, about 30 years of watching football, and after 30 years of watching football, there's a certain pattern. You pick a quarterback in the within the top 10, he's going to start for you next year. This is what's going to happen. Okay, all right, and I and I take it that goes for Sam Darnold as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Even if Sam Darnold's awful, they're going to throw him in there and say, uh, "Do you sink or swim?" Basically. Yeah, I mean that's that's what happens to everybody. I mean, they happen sink or swim happens to every everybody in every position, even the head coach. You you uh, bring in a new head coach, you give him a three year deal, and he brings you a uh, his end result for the year is. Uh, three and thirteen. You're gonna you're gonna get another head coach in there. You know he had a three year right. Job. Right. True. Everybody, um, everybody is your plan. So what what do you think the deal is there? Why why put someone who's not ready? Uh, basic and either Josh Allen or Sam Darnold. In my opinion, don't look ready to to at this point to take over any team. Why why push a rookie into that situation? Because you're you selected them uh, generally in the first round, and you're you're hoping that uh, and you're betting putting all your chips in one spot, saying here this is my guy, this is what I need to do to um, make the um, make the team better. That's what they're saying. So, okay. Anybody so you agree with that? Round, that's what happens. Huh? If you were a head coach, if you were the head coach, would you do that? 
I mean, that's if I'm, if I'm taking somebody at that level, that's I'm basically saying this is what I'm going to do. And that, so it's you're willing to get to, him. Okay, but what happens if he's not ready? Regardless of what you do, you know, ask, you can only do so much. It's up to him to take it the rest of the way. And what happens if you put him in there? He is just awful and it crushes his, his his ego or whatever. He becomes Ryan Leaf because he had one bad game and just loses focus because he's not mature enough to handle the situation. And now you have his career ruined because put him in a situation what he wasn't ready for. Well, then you have to you have to coach him up and say, hey, look, this is just game one. You know, there's going to be a lot of games in the future. Yeah, you know, you're, you're you're brand new. This is you know again game one, so I wouldn't expect too much. I want to watch you on the field to, uh, to see real game speed. Um, you know, not preseason game speed, but the actual season game speed, and have to deal with it. You're gonna have they're gonna have to get in there eventually and um, play. And I can't afford, as a head coach, I can't afford to wait a season on somebody who I picked in the first round. If, if, but if I'm picking him in the first round, the guy's going to be ready. If, I, if he's not going to, if I him not to be ready, any any or have any inkling of that, then I maybe I've made the wrong pick, or shouldn't have picked him at all. Okay. Uh, and that. And that stops after pick ten. So if, if he's pick pick fifteen in the first round, does that still plate or apply. is no, it yeah. just no? That applies. I think any any first round pick. If I'm picking first, my own, okay. Unless unless I'm like the Patriots or something, and I'm just picking a uh, a person who I know is going to be sitting. I want as my quarterback in two years. I don't want him to replace uh-huh. um, Brady right away, but I know, like, not this year coming, but the following year, Brady's pretty much done. Then right. uh, I'll, you know, I'll set myself up like that. But, okay, I can understand that. And that was a Okay, so. Okay, so what you're talking about is something like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, where. Aaron Rodgers went in the first round, but uh, because Brett Favre was there, there, there's really no replacing someone like Brett Favre. So you have to wait until either A, retirement, or B, he goes to another team. Yeah, exactly. Expectation. Okay. Now, now speaking of uh, Tom Brady, uh, I guess he was in with Oprah Winfrey, and they had an interview. I didn't watch the interview. I saw a segment of it. But he definitely is talking retirement. I know that you, you said last year that uh, he would retire if they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, they didn't win the Super Bowl. Does that still apply now, or do you really see him sticking through another two or three years? Well, as each year passes by, the higher percentage of the chance that he's going to retire. So, yeah, you're expecting you're expecting him to retire um, here probably after this year. 
Okay. And so you, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, you think he's done after the whatever weeks, 16 to 20 weeks that he plays? Um, he's, he's done after this year? Yeah, I think this is his last year. Well, that's usually unique. You normally you put it on a Super Bowl hope if they're in, you know, if, obviously if they're in the well, the line I, I of a Super Bowl, think, the Patriots yeah, are. I honestly did think that if he if he won the Super Bowl, he would have retired, but he didn't win the Super Bowl, so he wants to give himself one more chance to do that. Are you are you, are you saying that Tom Brady is, is a loser and can't win a Super Bowl? What? Because I, I think that's no. what you're saying. After winning 13 NFC East, or excuse me, AFC East championships, no, I, I think he, he's um, yeah, I think he's a winner, and you can put him in that category after 13 championships. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. We're we're, we're talking about about now. Now he's a loser. He, you know, yeah, he won that big deal. So what? People get lucky, um, but now when it's really counting on him to lead the team, he failed. So I, I think I think um, I, I don't think he has a shot in the world when it comes to him putting the team on his shoulders to win. So yeah, I wouldn't look forward to the Patriots winning this year either. Are you saying that he's going to have like twenty five hundred yards this year, and that's it? Well, he might have a little bit more than twenty five hundred. He might he might crack the thirty five hundred barrier, but yeah, I think I I would I well it'd be hard not to take him early, but um yeah I I just don't I don't I don't see him winning. I see him performing. I just don't see him winning. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, I think um, someone like Drew Brees or um, Philip Rivers is going to have 5,000 yards this year. Maybe well, Drew Brees. If you, if you want to look at some impressive stats, that is kind of surprising. I mean, we both know that Drew Brees is a great quarterback, but if you want to look at, like, consistency, look at Drew Brees. It's amazing what, what he's done in his career. Um, like, I looked at it, and I think out of, like, the last 15 years, 13 of them, He's had over four thousand yards. They're like no other quarterback yeah, has done that. You yeah. know, it's just it's but amazing that what he does. Think about what Philip Rivers and um, Drew Brees are going to do this year with the way the rules are set. Oh yeah, yeah. They um, yeah, the the especially with the what I don't even know what they call it targeting or or what they're calling it. Um, but now you can't. You can't lead with the helmet at all, or something to that effect. Where, no, it's, it's um, not. It's not leading with the helmet. You, you can never really lead with the helmet. Yeah, you could have. I'm not saying you couldn't, but like in the last couple of years, you couldn't um, lead with the top of your head. But you now you can't bend over to tackle. So yeah, how do you, how do you tackle then? Stand it up. Well, that's no, kind of really hard to do when when the other guy's coming at you at whatever you know speed. Um, hence, hence, Philip Rivers and Drew Brees are going to have well over five thousand yards this year. Jeez, I I don't know how 
how yeah, yeah no, that doesn't no, make any sense I know you cannot. No kidding, you cannot lean. You can't lean. You can lean, but you can't like put your shoulder. You know how you would lean over to put your shoulder into somebody, right? Well, you can't lean over to do that. Wow. Wow. In any situation, like one on one, head up, fact, or... you cannot. You cannot bring yourself parallel, parallel to the ground. In other words, you can't lean over to tackle somebody. You can't bring yourself parallel wow. to the ground. Yeah, that I can see why they're doing it. Just because of safety issues, but the, all the head injuries. I mean, it's it's yeah. not football. So imagine how many yards these guys are going to get. You know, the goats' um, records are going to be shattered too because it's going to be straight offense. Be like, well, that's, uh, arena that's what fans want. Score, 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 score. Yeah. They might as well put it in arena football. That's actually be safer, probably. They put it in a tighter field. That's what they actually should do is move move the sidelines in closer, and that way it would be more safer. It would be safer, yeah. I don't know. They got I think it should they should just bring it back to 1970 rules and then call it a day. Yeah. People would be like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, it's, people would be shocked. Yeah. The quarterbacks would actually have to scramble a little bit for their for their lives. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because they're they're not they're not protected. That's for sure. I mean, some of the brutal hits were on quarterbacks at that time. Uh, speaking of 70s, you had uh, Kellen Winslow, who was just an awesome tight end, had that great game against the Dolphins uh, in the AFC semifinals. I don't know what they called it back then, divisional game, I guess, AFC divisional playoff game. Um, his son, Kellen Winslow Jr., I don't know what in the world. Did you get a chance to read about what he's doing and and all that crazy stuff? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was always wondering what happened to Barbara Bush back in April. I was trying to figure that out. So there might be a connection there. I don't know. <laughs> Barbara Bush. <laughs> Barbara Bush, I don't think is is alive anymore. Yeah, I know. In April, she died. I think there was a connection oh, between her and Winslow. Really? <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> In the parallel, so all that. But. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, I what, that's guys, what got I her. Sixty-five to eighty-six-year-olds. I mean, what what is this guy gunning for? I, I, I have no idea. I don't know either. Um, but I know he's in um, court. I know he pleaded not guilty, but. Um, a lot of, I guess, a lot of evidence are, are is proof, uh, not proving, but is pointing the way that he is guilty. So they're gonna have to figure that out in court here currently. Yeah, it, it seems like he. It, well, it was weird too, because from the beginning, it seemed like that 
he was innocent that they called on they called the cops on him because he was around the house he wasn't in the house but now all this other stuff comes out where he's doing you know these weird weird things like you're saying targeting 65 to 80 year old women and i don't know what they're how he even got them or uh, i i read somewhere that i guess someone was on he picked one of them up and raped her and then told her to stay quiet about it and um maybe he just feels like that 65 and 80 they're they're not as uh willing to protect themselves or or physically able to protect themselves as much as someone that's younger so maybe he just feels that they're easier to take advantage of i don't know but the dudes had problems from the very beginning i don't know if you remember but he was from miami from the u and just had a lot of different issues going on Um, nothing major nothing um, criminal I don't think but definitely had an attitude about about him Uh, never really made anything out of himself that was people thought he could be and sort of just petered out had a couple good seasons now now this situation what do you I know you believe in due process but what do you think about what far has been said do you think there's enough evidence there to uh, possibly convict him, or do you think it sounds like some kind of wild goose chase? Well, there's definitely enough to like put him in court for sure. And there's a lot of substantial evidence. A lot of um, people, a lot of people are coming forward and saying that he, you know, he, that he threatened them, or he came out of this house or whatever, you know, suspiciously or whatever, um, from a trailer park home into a H2 Hummer, you know, kind of things, kind of different suspicious activity. Yeah, they're going to have to figure it out in court to see what's going on. But um, it doesn't look good for him, that's for sure. Yeah, it it really doesn't. And um, I'm hoping that it's not true because gross, for one, and two, I mean, rape and burglary and just you know you you hate seeing someone that you watch sort of grow up and become a football player from college become really just a monster and you're like whoa you know not and I I don't even know what Kellen Winslow Sr. is probably going through he's probably just going what is wrong with my kid because holy mackerel um, that happened that's just (laughs) yeah I mean wow um, how do you deal with that? I mean, do you do you still stand by your kid or what? What? I mean, I'm not a father, so I I don't really know. But I mean, I would imagine you would, but I don't know for sure. Since you're a father, what 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 would be your your situation? What would you do? I would get him the best lawyer I possibly could, and um, probably maybe like the best psychiatrist I can possibly find. Trying to um, get him straight, you know, get him the support support I you know I can, but you know if uh-huh. he goes to jail, he goes to jail. I'm not going to speak up like um, for his um, actions, but I'll support trying to uh, get him away from all that stuff. Now, w- would that support still be there if he came to you and said to you? I did it. 
Yeah, of course. Wow. Okay. That's that's. that's I'm not cool. saying that he. Uh, I'm not saying that he doesn't need to go to jail. I'm saying he needs the best representation he can get and the best um, mental health uh, support he can get. Yeah, definitely health support would be really good. Um, more than probably anything else, I would say. Uh, but I'm sort of biased in that area, as you know. Uh, when you have a wife that works in that area, it's kind of like <laughs> everything is, is sort of geared towards that direction. Um, now, speaking of tight ends, what about Antonio Gates coming back? Is he, <laughs> I mean, I think he, they said he's like 42 years old or something like that, and it, obviously they need yeah. a tight end because theirs went down for the year with an ACL injury. So they're looking, pointing at Antonio Gates. What's your, say, your fantasy protect prediction, and um, is he going to be anything this year, even if he's the lone tight end? I think there's an opening in, in the Jets franchise. Yeah, but, there always is. Um, yeah, I think he can play a role. He's he's not somebody I think uh, he's like a second second tight end. You know, if the if San Diego ones are picking him up and stuff. He does have that chemistry with Drew, Drew Brees, with Philip right. Rivers. That oh. that's a they always Philip Rivers and Gates always had that great chemistry together, especially around the end zone where Gates would do most of his work so yeah i mean so you, you if he's oh now what tight he's still end, a big frame. you say he's, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not would something you put him at, go ahead i wouldn't put him in like any receiving role or anything yeah yeah of course but what I was trying to figure out is how how far down would you pick him? You said second receiver, so is that mm. anywhere between so, yeah, twenty second, and second twenty-four? I, you're right. I don't know why I said receiver. Um, second tight end between twenty and twenty-five, or um, would it be earlier than oh, that? Oh, for tight end. Yeah. Uh, uh, it could be earlier than that. Move. Honestly, with tight ends, I've always felt uh, for a fantasy thing, you you, you pass um, number fourteen, it, they're all the same. You know, the fourteenth tight end after that, it's all it's all the same. It's not going to get you much. Yeah, it's pretty much garbage or lucky. You know, throwing a dart, yeah. and seeing if it lands. Yeah, it's all. Uh, Tier one for tight ends, and maybe tier maybe tier two, but after tier two, it's they're all lumped up to be the same. <laughs> so that yeah, involves probably like ten tight ten tight ends, and that's about it generally. Yeah, I think after after uh, you get after probably fifteen uh, as in tight end position, after fifteen, you're probably you know, even maybe even less, you're you're looking at something that isn't going to be and not a dark throw. Um, so, yeah, why not Antonio Gates, right? I mean, if you're going to throw a dart, you might as well 
throw it towards his direction because you know yeah. what he's that there's some chemistry and he's done it before and all those other things where the other guys just like have no idea what they're going to do at all and so yeah I, I take Gates why not take a chance on someone like that right yeah I can see Gates giving you four or five touchdowns if you know everything goes right for him yeah yeah yeah, so, I can see that as a really after the, big... like I said after that uh, four or five touchdowns if uh, your fifteenth selection of or uh, fifteenth uh, tight end has passed and you're wondering if you should take Gates then I would definitely grab him potential yeah to at least do which something is kind of crazy after after being forty two years old and and um, you know just just to be that, that old and running down the field. And I mean, he's not kicking the ball at any means, you know, he's, he's actually being physical and out there and getting hit at that age. And I, I couldn't imagine wanting to get hit at 42 years old. That's, that's how old you're, right? You're 42 or you're 43. Yeah. 42. 42. 43, so yeah. Can you imagine getting hit by a, a professional football player? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. no. no yeah. <laughs> I passed. No, Thank you. Pretty, pretty beast, beastly. Yeah. We were running they run fast. threes, and they're 260 pounds of muscle coming across the field to knock you out. That doesn't sound like the, my uh, my cup of tea or something I'd want to get on the field for. No, no, not at, not at all. Nope, nope. And then especially being feeling brittle like I do, you know, it's just like, yeah, that's just even more of a, a bad situation. So, yeah, I definitely pass on any of that. Now, talking about – let's talk about a little bit about my favorite team here, the Colts, number one team ever. Um, greatest quarterback to ever play the game, played for the Colts. Uh, and their running back situation – with Who Marlon that? Mack, Naheem. Because I'm trying no, to figure Jeff out George. what the greatest quarterback there was for the Colts. I don't know. Well, there's two. You have Johnny Unitas, Goat, uh-huh. and you yeah. have Peyton Manning, Goat B. So you got uh-huh. you got it. You got Goat A and Goat B. Yeah. And okay. Andrew Luck might be Goat C. So, yeah. He's pretty you come to the Colts. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Um, yeah. In physical shape. Jeez. Yeah, he he's ripped. He's like, I, I'm like, ripped, dude, yeah. do you need to take some PED testing? Because um, <laughs> you you look kind of scary. Um, you've been working out much, bro? Because wow. Yeah, he's and really he's ripped too. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so and he's throwing the ball now, which is really good. Uh, he's throwing the ball. Around. Yeah. So, think he'll be ready for yeah, the, um, the play. Oh yeah, yeah. I think what you know what worries me about him is the fact that it's what what's going to happen during the middle of the season where his arm has just been you know cranked over and over and over again. How is that going to affect him? If if he can get through that, then there's no problem. But I I really don't see him having any issues starting week one. Do you? What do you think? Do you see any issues in that? Well, everybody says he'll be able to start, but 
I don't, I just don't know how strong his his shoulder is. Yeah, that's what kind of worries me too. Is is what is it? I mean, how 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 well is it going to hold up? I mm. if they're gonna if they're they'll probably run the ball a lot more this year than passing. Uh, so you think they're probably worried. Yeah, I think they're going to definitely try to be a more of a running team just just for that reason, just to get him to get his arm strength um, through a season uh, without it wearing down. And um, what's really good, though, on top of that, is that they got a couple good offensive linemen now. They they drafted I can't remember the guard's name out of Notre Dame, and then they have Ryan Kelly at center, and of course they have couple of tackles that are okay, they're average, but their offensive line is a lot better. He's probably going to be able to stay in the pocket a lot easier and be more relaxed than he he looked before he went out with this injury. He he was running for his life back there. Um so he's going to feel a lot more a lot more protected, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, what kind of receivers do they got going on over there? The receivers are okay. They have, of course, they have T.Y. Hilton, um, and that's about it, really. They don't really have anything other outside than him. Uh, they have Jack Doyle, which is probably their number two receiver. And then, of course, the backfield with Marlon Mack and Naeem Haynes, they're both, Hines, I should say, um, are both athletic catch the ball, especially Hines. That dude is a total jackknife where he just can play in almost any position. He's going to be moving around. Think of, like, uh, what's his name um, from Carolina, Christian McCaffrey. He's sort of like that kind of ball player where he can line up at wide receiver, running back, uh, in-line tight end those kind of things where he's just going to be everywhere on the field. And then they have Jordan Wilkins as well, who reminds me a lot of Frank Gore, sort of smallish and compact, but big, big enough to carry the load. Now, you know, obviously there's only one Frank Gore, so I don't know how, how well that's going to match up, but yeah, he's going to replace Gore. Yeah. Gore, Gore's still playing though. He, I forget where he went. Um, I forgot where he went. I want to say Cleveland, but I'm not sure. Um, Miami. I think he went to Miami. Um, yeah. So he's, but he, God, he's amazing what he could do. Um, yeah. What about anything news on the new on the 49er front that you want to talk about? Um. Nothing that I that I see or uh, nothing that stands out to me right now. Uh, I think they're just just doing everything what everyone else is doing. You go through your um, your practices and sets, trying to get ready for the preseason. Um, that's about it. Nothing. Yeah. Yet, so, but yeah. It's pretty dull right around now. It's it's almost hard to find even storylines of of stuff to talk about just because it's so 
you know, at that time of just quietness. And in a couple of weeks, we're definitely going to get too much information where we're going to have to be like, okay, should we talk about this or this? Um, right now, yeah, it's, right. it's pretty slow. More contracts are starting to become more uh, important because they're about to play and things like that. Start the season yeah. off. You don't want to start the season off without a contract type thing. So, yeah, it'll Speaking be of which, as, uh, as things go on, what go on. Yeah, Le- Le'Veon is still not under contract. Bell? That's, yeah. I don't know. Well, what, yeah. What's he, what's he holding off for? Well, I, what's, he wants a contract. He wants, like, whatever five years or whatever the situation is. And Pittsburgh doesn't want him for five years. They want to sign him to a, um, what do you call it? Um, what's, that, what's that called? The one-year deal? Um, I can't think of the term right now. But where you sign the player for one year and mm-hmm. you lock him in for that year. And that, and they their salary increases after that. But um, yeah, they, sort of like uh, a re- they, re- they don't want like Revis did for a while. Revis built that uh, system up, I think. Yeah, where, where they he, just he do it for a year. But he was lucky that we're hitting it hurt too much. Yeah, really, you that's know, the danger. That, yeah. That's that's why they don't want to go under those contracts to players. It's great for the owners because they only they can get them for one year and then decide on what they want to do after that. But for the players, you sign for that one year and you bust an ACL or something, then you you lose out on all that money because obviously you're not under contract. So um, that's what he's trying to avoid. But he wants this obscene amount of money. He wants to be play paid like a wide receiver and running back. So he wants to be like way up there and with all of his other issues, concussion and um, those kind of things, Pittsburgh's like, no, no, we're, we really don't want to sign someone who's been injured every year to, you know, this fabulous contract that you want. So that's their, that's, that's the situation there for both of them is the fact that, you know, just like any other situation where they can't agree on a contract, it's how long and for what money, and so they're in a standstill. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wants a uh, long-term deal, and so I guess the Steelers aren't ready to give it to him. But, um, no, Le'Veon Bell, he was uh, hurt, or he missed the four, four games last year, right? Yeah, no. I believe so. Or no, I last year I think was his first healthy year. I think. Let me look. I think. Um, I know he's been hurt every year. He had one year where he played the full season, but got hurt in the playoffs. Um, so I don't know yeah. if you want to count that as a healthy year, but um, yeah. So let's see, 2017. He, yeah, he. I don't know. He was out one week so I don't know if that was like week 16 to give him rest or if he missed one week um, due to an injury okay so and then he um, acquired what nine touchdowns eight touchdowns or something like that 
talk about like um yeah so nine touchdowns rushing two receiving caught the ball 85 times um and had 12 almost 1300 yards yeah so um yeah 80 85 times that's He's not a receiver. He plays the running back position, but he's still they, – they need to pay him, like, possible running backs money you can give him. He deserves that, at least for two years. He deserves something guaranteed. I think he um, – I think he, if he gets, like, $16 million guaranteed and then over – do a four-year contract or something, I think that would be uh, – suitable for him. Yeah, outside his his rookie year and the year he only played six games, he's caught eighty three passes, seventy five passes, and eighty five passes. Yeah. So he, he deserves to be treated as one of the best um paying paid running backs, I think, this year. But um yeah, so he needs to get something he needs to show him some love. But if they don't so What's going to happen? They say okay, and he um, he doesn't get what he deserves. What's going to happen? Are they going to trade him? Yeah, well, they'll either they probably trade him. trade him. They're going to have get something for him. I would imagine maybe a sign and trade where they sign him for a, a a year and then trade him off, and maybe take some of the salary off for the trading partner. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, if, I, I can't see him walking for nothing. He's only been in the league four years, so he has a lot of football remaining. Yeah. So, I mean, a four-year deal wouldn't be too, you know, too out of the question for him. No, um, not at all. No. So I don't know. I don't understand what Pittsburgh is. You know, I guess Pittsburgh is trying to do what they want to do for business standpoint, but he's not in practice. You don't want him to sign him like the week week one, where okay, you can go in and play now. You want him at least in a couple uh, a preseason game or two just to get back into the you know the swing of things. Yeah, get his feet under, getting his in football shape, getting you know used to getting hit again. Um, Doing all those things that you can't do while you're, you know, you can, you can be in physical shape, but there's a difference. Well, well last I heard he's in Miami. Is he in Miami? He's just chilling, chilling, huh? Yeah, just chilling. So, I mean, you know, he's not like you wouldn't think he's, you know, doing push ups on the beach. He's, you know, probably drinking. He's not, he's not doing a rocky, or, huh? No. And I'm doing that. <laughs> so they give it the better time wow. to get him out of that mindset. Yeah, because, I mean, he might just retire getting so used to having room service on a beach, you know, where <laughs> all you have to do is look out on the other day and listen to some tunes and just relax. Yeah. Assuming he did right with his money that he already earned. Yeah, yeah, true. True. Because, you know, some of those football players, it's like, what? They don't make good business decisions, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Alrighty, bro. Well, we're we're pretty much out of time here. So thank you for uh coming on and uh sharing your thoughts. All right. Um we'll get together and we should be interested for the next week to see what we got going on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Monday Monday at one, um that that's pretty much what our set set date is gonna be. Well, for next week, yeah, we can do that. Okay. All right. Just let me know if anything changes, and um, we'll talk to everyone back then. You can follow me at RFL Red Zone. All right. Everybody have a great day.